Under the Radar, bringing movies and people together, one frame at a time. Hey guys, I'm Rain Younger, and it's a very special episode of Under the Radar, bringing movies and people together, one frame at a time. And this is actually the first, the very first episode to appear on Slam Radio XM through Sirius XM 45. And I just want to welcome my special guest critic to uh, start things off. We have Mr. Matt Roran. Matt, welcome back to the show, sir. Well, what a pleasure to be here uh, <laughs> in a new format. Indeed. I mean, you know, so everyone uh, listening right now, uh, we've been doing Under the Radar for a number of years now. And we have had uh, many different homes. Well, not many, but a couple, a couple of different studios, some studio changes. So um, since this is the first episode, I wanted to start things off right. And we're going to be talking about a really fun movie. It is uh, the new Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the fifth installment in uh, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg's franchise, uh, Juggernaut. And this film is is very good, actually. It, it's it's got it's a it's a quality action adventure directed by James Mangold. Uh, Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, has stepped down from directing duties here, uh, and now he, I believe, is just a producer on this. But it still has that same sense of fun and adventure as the first three films, and even Crystal Skull. Yes, uh, all films are a lot of fun. I, even Skull. But uh, with Dial of Destiny, you know, we get a welcome return 15 years later. Harrison Ford is back in the saddle. Um, he's, you know, in the, when they were filming this, I believe he's like in his mid to late 70s. But he's still got it. He's still got the charisma. Okay. He's still running and jumping and, and fighting. And, and it's, it's a, I mean, most of it's stunt, you know, stunt guys. But it's still fun to see him. Yeah, uh, yeah. The real Harrison Ford can't even uh, walk into the Millennium Falcon without hurting himself. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, he, he does his best here. He looks great on a horse. There's a scene where he's uh, on a horse in the subway and, and in the, a ticker tape parade scene uh, in Manhattan, which it looks great. But yeah. Um, yeah. But this film, you know, the, the Nazis are back. There's a Nazi scientist this time who's basically trying to find this relic, which uh, uh, could alter the course of time, not to give anything away. Uh, those new to the show, this is a spoiler-free zone, especially when we talk about new movies. But uh, the Dial of Destiny uh, is a relic that uh, Indy is after. And also his goddaughter, who is actually played by a wonderful Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She was actually a big highlight for me for this movie. Yeah, yeah she's, um, she's great. If you haven't seen her show Fleabag, definitely check it out. That's on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved her. I thought she was the one of the best parts of the movie, to be yeah, honest. She, she's great. She's great, yeah. She's like got this spunk, you know, <laughs> she she's 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 a great uh heroine, you know, yeah. and she definitely holds her own. Like the 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 interaction between her and Ford is is really great. Um mm -hmm. very snarky and and just fun. Yeah. Um we also have Antonio Banderas who is barely in the movie, but he's got some good scenes as well. Um, another highlight is uh, John Rhys Davies, who returns as Sala, the uh, the trusted Egyptian, uh, uh, you know, cohort or sidekick, which yeah, basically yeah. helping Indy at every one of, one of Indy's many. Yes, yes. 
Um, I, I was hoping for a little more sidekicks, but you know, there's there's a good amount in there. I know. Get- I don't want to give. I don't want to give anything away regarding. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. they're in the trailer, so yeah, you know, yeah, but, yeah. But, but you know, you got, you got a little bit of that. That's nice. There's some um. There's some past sidekicks that I wish might have showed up. Um, yeah, definitely. A lot, but um, we'll leave that to you to decide. Uh, and the villain. Uh, we've got Mads Mikkelsen, who always good, great oh. villain. He's he's yeah. got a great villainous look. Every movie he does. Um. Yeah, he was he was perfect in uh, Casino Royale as the show. Great villain, Hannibal and Hannibal, uh, Hannibal, yeah, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, he's uh, just got that that face. I don't know. You know. Yeah, he was you know the villain in uh, the first Doctor Strange. You know, it's like mm. you know, he's you know, he's he's a good guy to pick cast for a villain. You know, true. He's got one of those one of those auras. <laughs> auras, I like that. Um, also, Toby Jones. Great character actor. Uh, he he sort he's sort of like a like not a, I wouldn't say a sidekick. He's he's a colleague of Doctor yeah, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it's it's a great cast. I, I I love what they did here. They really uh, James Mangold definitely put a great picture together. Uh, Ford, you know, leads everyone brilliantly. Uh, this is Harrison Ford's final outing as Indy, which is a little sad, but. Yeah, and- and he he wants it to stay that way. He wants it to be the last indie. You know, he doesn't want anyone else, anyone else playing the the character ever. Which I'm sure the second he dies, Disney's gonna like make a new Indiana Jones. I I kind of thought they were grooming Chris Pratt for the role because of the Jurassic World movies. Yeah, well, the, that was initially I think the idea, and then uh, when they basically were like, oh, we're gonna make this Indiana Jones movie. Mm. Uh, Harrison Ford like was like, well, I'll make an Har- uh, Indiana Jones movie. Like, don't cast some new guy. I'll do it. You know, like. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's you know he's set in his ways, and yeah. he knows what he wants. He almost single handedly you know created this character. Like he, oh, he, yeah. he embodies Indiana Jones definitely. So he's, he's in Indiana Jones. He's Han Solo. Like he is those characters. You know, it's like, yeah. but you know, it's like. I mean, Chris Pratt, like, you know, uh, it, it, it's so funny because it's like he's such a likable actor. Uh, yeah. I feel like his personal life isn't so likable, but like <laughs> his, his like on screen. I mean, like, you yeah. know, his work in Guardians is 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 very Indiana Jones like yeah. like like, you know, he's just a little dumber than, it, you know, Indiana <laughs> Jones is a smart person. Indiana I know. Jones you know, isn't an idiot. So I don't know. I don't know if Chris Pratt could play that, like, yeah, right, like you know, like archaeologist type. I mean, even I mean, even in the Jurassic Park movies, he like kind of comes across kind of dumb. Yeah, but likable. Uh, yeah, it's tricky, like, because I know that um, uh, Alden Ehrenreich played Han Solo in in Solo, the yeah prequel. Yeah. So maybe they could do something like that, you know, just a younger actor. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see them do a younger, like a like, because I mean, that's the thing with Indiana Jones is we were already given the movies out of order to begin with. Yeah, you know, right. Chronologically, Temple of Doom is the first one. Right. And you know, with the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, so right. it's like yeah. there's so much that we haven't seen. Yeah. Fill in those gaps. 
So they could maybe just kind of redo the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles in a movie yeah. format, or even a limited series by on like Disney. Yeah. Something I mean, like it's that. perfect for for modern uh, streaming. You know, exactly. I just like hope that. I just hope they don't screw it up like they did with Willow. Another yeah, movie. that was just a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, they the Willow and, and National Treasure, which oh. you know, it's like. You know why do it without you know why like National Treasure why do it without Nicolas Cage like uh, yeah it's like yeah I don't you know it's like yeah the other guy is like kind of fun but like without Nicolas Cage nah but uh, with Dial of Destiny you know I really enjoyed it I thought it was very yeah. well done same um, I thought again, it was a lot of fun gave again, me everything I wanted from Indiana film you know yeah I mean I mean I didn't love it though like it had its faults I think oh yeah. It could have had a few more, uh, you know, breaks so we can breathe a little bit because the whole thing yeah. is full of action. And I mean, yeah. if, if that's what you're looking for in Indiana Jones, I mean, that that is an Indiana Jones movie, but there's still some heart. There's still yeah. some moments of like levity and you could just just like breathe for at least five minutes between each scene. Like, I, I don't even remember. Like, I just remember ch chase sequence after chase sequence followed by okay we're in a cave now and we're falling and you know it's just like it, it was a little yeah there was there was a lot of non-stop action <laughs> right um yeah i mean it it's it's you know i mean obviously like it it doesn't compare to the first three uh even tempo which everyone hates um like but uh, you know i would i mean it it was better i'm i'm not even one of those people who hates you know crystal skull i don't hate crystal skull but uh i definitely thought this was better yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, it, it just it just felt more on. I feel like they were trying to do something modernize modernizing uh, yeah. the franchise in uh, in Crystal Skull that it didn't really uh, translate. Where this, they kind of brought it. They brought it back. Yeah, you know, they, they dialed they dialed it down. Hey, and uh, they, they, they brought it back to like what makes indiana jones tick yeah it was more in line with the original trilogy uh, i'll give you that because uh crystal skull had so many things wrong with it uh tone wise story wise yeah. even i mean the cinematography was done by janusz kaminski who i love He's, oh yeah i mean yeah some of the best cinematography in the last like decade you know or more yeah i just i don't think uh janusz is uh vision fit the indiana jones uh storyline honestly i think that i think that's a big part of why spielberg didn't direct this mm. is i think even his heart wasn't in crystal skull like he's like i've done this mm. i've moved so far beyond this but let me like try to like do it again yeah. and i just think it probably didn't feel right to him at the time and kind of when they presented this, it was like, well, you know, I'll, you know, I'll back it, but uh, I'm not going to direct it. The de-aging. I think, I think it was very cool. Very well done. Yeah, it's cool. Uh -huh. And, and it, like, you know, there's a couple moments where you're like, you see like a lag or whatever. And like the only times I've ever seen de-aging actually like look good yeah. is in Marvel movies. Like most of them, like especially early on, like Iron Man 3 and like. Uh, and the first Ant Man, yeah, like Michael Douglas, like those were like great when they, you know, they, you know, but uh, I feel like everyone's been using it lately, 
Any and anything post Irishman was like the worst Irishman ever. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, that, that was cheesy. That was very cheesy. Yeah, it was goofy, especially <laughs> since like they were still using their old man bodies with like young faces, so they were like moving like a ninety year old man. Makes no uh, sense. You know, but this I thought was was done right. Like even in in Star Wars when they the fake Princess Leia face in Rogue One. Right. Uh, like you know, it's like I love that movie, but like. That that second like took me out because it was like it's like it just didn't look right. Right. Um. It doesn't really make sense because I think ILM did that and this. Yeah, I think they just got better at it. You know. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, because that was also because they also did it with uh. You know, they did a lot of stuff with uh. Tarkin, which right? Was amazing. Yeah. You know, in the same like same movie, I even thought like oh like. They could even, if they did, like, some of these, like, new Indiana Jones Adventures things, even if they got, like, Harrison Ford to, like, do, like, an intro kind of thing, where he's, like, you know, telling a story or, like... You're, I'm thinking, like, uh, like Alfred Hitchcock Presents or something. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, it's, you know, where, like, the the show is based on him, like, telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, good so. idea. I would definitely watch that. I mean, no, I, think... I would watch. I would watch it like crazy. <laughs> if, if done right, they could. They could. They have another good 10, 15 years. I think out of the this franchise. Oh like, yeah. You know, there's some some great stories. There's a lot of great, um, you know, like junior novelizations that they could adapt. Yeah, yeah. There's comic books. There's fan fiction. You know, I mean, yeah. Indiana Jones is is an icon in in pop culture. So. Yeah. I really think there's a future here. Uh, I hope it. I mean, according to Ford, you I, yeah, I believe you did, you said, and I think I did hear that this would be the final one, right? So yeah, so, I mean that's that's what that's he wants. But, you know, I mean he's owned by Disney, so you know it's <laughs> probably not the end. This is the, I guarantee you, it's not the last time we see Indiana Jones. They own his soul. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, if if the property belongs to them, they will use it like. You know, it it will it will rise again. Yes, Indiana Jones rises again. Yeah, I'm thinking. You know what that kind of reminds me of? Um, uh, Warren Beatty and Dick Tracy. Well, that's <laughs> just weird. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just him holding holding on to that uh, property, yeah. like that that like YouTube movie he made or whatever. That was just so like, weird. He just to keep the character like. So wait, he did an, an interview with them. In, in like 2012 or something and oh, then yeah. he, he did another one like a couple of months ago and yeah where he was in hold on the copyright yeah just like oh, weird it, it's like weird that that's a loophole that you can like do an interview as the character <laughs> and put it online and then it's like you hold the copyright still like <laughs> i never got a chance to collect them but indiana jones the first three movies had an amazing yes. trading card collection I have I have some of the Temple of Doom cards. Nice. I don't know if I have any of the other ones, but Temple of Doom cards, I definitely had a few. That's cool. Uh, I got one like choose monkey brains. Uh, <laughs> yes. like, like raft ride. You know, they always have those <laughs> yeah. like dumb dumb sayings on the bottom where it's like Thank you. you know, like I have like Goonies and like you know, like every everything. I mean I both sets of the original Batman, like that yes. yeah. I had the um the Batman and the Batman Returns, uh, yeah. Returns oh, the had Ultra, the, the stadium ones or whatever. Yeah. The, yeah, the glossy ones. They were glossy with the gold oh. foil stamp. They were so good. 
Awesome, awesome. So uh, back back to Indiana Jones. Oh, uh, yes. If you can rank them all, how would you rank all uh, five films? How would I rank? Yes, sir. Indiana Jones film. Okay. <laughs> it's always tough uh, because it's, it's like one in three. You know, yeah. it's like Raiders and Last Crusade are so neck and neck for me. I, I'm... I'm going to say Raiders. Yeah. And then very narrowly, Last Crusade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Dial of Destiny. Yeah. Crystal Skull. You know what? I think I have the exact same uh, formation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it's tough because, I mean, it's like almost, you almost have to say, Raiders because it's the OG and it's it's yeah I mean it is a perfect film it really is and, and uh, it, it sets the stage yeah. for everything else yeah I mean that like it's it's the setup it's the knockdown it's everything and and then Last Crusade it like it's so much fun yep. you get you know old Indiana Jones you know you know you got his dad Sean sure. Connery yes what a performance. You know, you're you're getting the young Indiana Jones stuff, uh, mm. with the late great River Phoenix. Yep. Uh, you know, you're you're basically you 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 get you get that taste of why he hates snakes so much. Right, right. <laughs> it's great. It, it explains so much, and it, it's it it's it's action packed. It's funny as hell. So uh, fun. It's it's got some great action sequences. Uh, even though the the ILM effects at the time kind of look a little weird. Like yeah. the 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 blimp looks a little fake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but there's a there's a scene where uh, there's a, a bunch of planes chasing after them. They're in a car and they crash through a tunnel, and the guy in the plane goes through the tunnel for. Through the for tunnel. He, he, I don't know why. Like, well, that guy's inside solid matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I love. I think. I think. Last Crusade is probably a notch above Raiders for me, just because of the fun level. Yeah, and it's probably you know you, I'm I'm guessing. I mean, I know. Uh, well, I'm um, I'm slightly older. I didn't see Raiders in the theater when I was a kid. It, you know, so Temple was the first one I saw as a kid in the theater. Nice. Uh, I'm assuming that yeah. Last Crusade is probably your first. I you know what? I don't think I saw any of the them in theaters until oh, really? Crystal Skull. Yeah, yeah. I, um, wow. I think the first Spielberg film I saw in theaters was probably Hook in '91. Yeah, that was another great. That, that was like the year after Dick Tracy's like number one movie for me was Hook. Uh, but yeah, my first Spielberg was was E.T. Oh, saw a, a drive-in theater uh, when I was a wee <laughs> a wee babe. I was like four 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 years old, three That's years old, perfect. something like that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But uh, Temple of Doom, uh, side note for those listening who are not aware, uh, in 1984, Spielberg was actually responsible for the creation of the PG-13 rating. Uh, that is because of Gremlins and Temple of Doom, respectively. They um, were both very violent uh, for kids. So the uh, movie industry was like, you know, we need a, a new rating. So we don't- It's like, we can't food. make these R. Yeah, yeah. So- <laughs> So there it was, was like, wait, there's PG, there's R. Yeah, yeah. So there's PG, R, Spielberg's like, let's do PG-13. And boom, there you go, 1984. Uh, that is when it was created. I guess it was instituted in 85. But yeah, uh, yeah that's history. That's, that's, that's movie history, folks. 
So yeah, oh man, that's, you. So you caught Temple of Doom in theaters? That's insane. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely saw that in theaters. I mean, yeah, I, I, I hit like that, like Gremlins. I saw in the theater. Goonies. I saw in the theater. I'm like that perfect like '80s adventure, uh, you know, explorers. You know, all that stuff. Like it was like <laughs> I, I, I hit at the right time. You know? oh, <laughs> yeah, I. Unfortunately, I only caught those on VHS a couple of years yeah. later, but um, they are definitely near and dear to my heart, as I imagine they are to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, 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 Ghostbusters, like all those movies, like, you know, it's like, you know, 84 <laughs> was a great time to be a kid. <laughs> That's probably one of the greatest years of motion oh, picture yeah. history, I'd say. Yeah. And it's a year before I was born, so there you go. Ah, there you go. <laughs> I missed it. I missed I, it. I was like six years old and having the best time, like, you know. I love it. I love it. So, um, Matt, are you, are, how, how do you feel about uh, the future of Indiana Jones? Do you think it'll, he'll reappear? Do you think? Uh... I, I like, I'm pretty positive it'll reappear. Yeah. Uh, like, like I said, it's, it's, it's owned by Disney now. It's definitely going to come back because, yeah. you know, look what they, they, you know, did they, they completely brought back Star Wars to beyond, like beyond, Right. Uh, you know, what we ever could have thought would happen. You know, they brought Willow back. It didn't work, but they brought it back. Right. You know, right. <laughs> why not a franchise like this? This is the king of all franchises. I mean, yeah, I know. You know, you know if, if they're going to, you know, remake all those things, and, you know, it's like, I mean, Indiana Jones, I mean, is probably the franchise like just under Star Wars. Yeah. For like great franchises, you know. Yeah, I I mean, for me, aside from Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, I'd say Indiana Jones might be my third favorite franchise, possibly. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's, it's it is yeah. You know, I mean yeah, it's everything you know you could want in a in in a group of films. You know, it's it's so fun, it's smart, it's got action, it's got heart. It's you know it's and. Uh, we, we didn't touch on it yet, and you know how much of a film score buff I am, and I know oh. you as well. We've got Mr. John Maestro, John Williams, John Williams. returning. Uh, he has the baton yet again, um, or at least he's composed the score here. Yeah, and it's 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 as dynamic and and robust as ever. It's fun. And I mean, anytime you hear that that you know that Indiana Jones, da, 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 it's it's great. You yeah. know, he. I love that he was able. You know, I mean, especially Spielberg films and stuff. But like, you know, like John Williams scores are so like, mm. so associated with the characters, even beyond the work that John. You know, it's like to this day, it's like how many times have they done Superman? How many yeah. times have they done like you know an Indiana Jones or Star Wars? And it's like we're still hearing John Williams like masterpieces. You know, it's like. Yeah. He is he is the master. Um, I preferred uh, Jerry Goldsmith personally, but Williams yeah. is definitely in that league. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, you know, I love I love Williams, and I love it's like how I love Danny Elfman. Both yes. of them, fantastic. Yes, but like it's like all of their stuff kind of sounds the same. It's like mm. slightly different <laughs> takes on like you know like you know the difference between like you know like Indiana Jones and Superman. Yeah, and Star Wars, and yeah. like you know, Ver you know, and like Tim, you know, Tim Burton movies where it's like Beetlejuice mm -hmm. and like you know, 
Batman. Uh, Batman, it. where it's like, okay, well, it's like you hear them, you're like, all right, this is definitely this guy. Well, uh, man, I'll be honest. He's like, yeah, they're just so iconic. When it when it comes to Williams, though, I mean, he's a he's the master of the theme. Yeah, oh, yeah. His his filler score uh, is it kind of leaves something to be desired. Yeah, um, yeah, like, but he's yeah, great yeah. with the grand theme. Yeah, but like basic stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, yeah. Then you know, uh, you have so many guys who are just masters of 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 just any scene score. You know. Uh, like Jerry Goldsmith. I mean, I mean uh-huh. he can he can you know. I mean he's also great at the grand theme as well. Yes, but uh, he really carries all the way through. Oh yeah, man. Goldsmith was amazing, but um, that might be another uh, topic for a future episode, possibly. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, we, we can I, definitely talk scores. <laughs> yeah, forever, I think. Um, yeah. but I think Williams said that this was going to be his last film, and then he he reversed oh. the decision. I'm like, whoa, that just surprised me. I didn't hear that. That's yeah. crazy. No, I heard something. Williams announced, this is on Wikipedia, but <laughs> Williams announced, but then rescinded his intention to retire from film score composing okay. after release of this film. So, I mean, the man's in his 90s, but if he has some more creative spark left in him, all yeah. the power to him. He's great. He's always been great. When I did see uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny yesterday, it was at the Alamo Draft House in Lower Manhattan, which is an amazing theater. If you guys have not uh, been there, Matt, I don't know if you've been to the Alamo. The Alamo, uh, I actually, I was only there once. I saw the uh, Sparks documentary there, like right after the pandemic, like right as things started happening again. That's awesome. Uh, that, that was, I think, the only thing I've ever seen there. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's a great theater. It's kind of like the Nighthawk, only a little more commercialized, but it's uh, it's a, a fun place to be. You could watch classic films and, you know, order food and drinks during the movie, like the Nighthawk. And I am very fortunate to have snagged this lovely uh, drinking glass from the theater. It's got special artwork uh, by an artist who I am not familiar with the name, but this was just a, a very limited edition, and um, I can't, you know, I bought it with my ticket, and I'm really grateful. I know that um, the Alamo is doing a similar promotion for Asteroid City, which will oh, be nice. um, the episode we're reviewing, the the movie we're reviewing uh, next week's episode, and they they have um, they've got basically a special '50s style lunchbox, and uh, I think a thermos, if I'm not mistaken. I'm always a sucker for collectible glasses. I mean, that was <laughs> one of my favorite things about the 80s. Yeah. All those, all those Burger King McDonald's specials. <laughs> yeah. I Yes. I And I also remember, um, I think it was Burger King that did those VHSs of Ninja Turtles, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah Ninja Turtles, VHSs. They did Rugrats. They, yeah, they did yeah. X-Men. Oh, oh you know, Pizza, Pizza Hut did X-Men. Nice. <laughs> and there was some... Um, there was some um, microwavable pizza company that had a tie-in with the Ninja Turtles movie. So, Matt, uh, we are almost out of time here. So I just want to get get some plugs from you. Any Anything, any projects, anything you want to promote tonight? All right. Well, you know, uh, as always, I'm uh, usually uh, slinging pickles and CDs and DVDs and comics down at Pickle Island. Uh, 12 Ludlam Avenue in Bayville, New York. Uh, you know, uh, 
selling the finest in Horman's best pickles. And also, uh, we just got Dippin' Dots in. Oh. So if you want some Dippin' Dots, we got some for you, uh, as well as their cotton candy. And uh, yeah, so so that's uh, Pickle Island in Bayville, New York. And then, uh, as always, Cult Cafe is still rocking on. Uh, every Saturday night at 9.30 at the Cinema Arts Center in Huntington, New York, we prevent, uh, pre- present, not prevent, we definitely don't prevent it, <laughs> we present Cult Cafe, uh, yes. you know, featuring uh, t- such upcoming titles, we're, we're playing Enter the Dragon, we're yes. doing uh, The Lost Boys, wow. uh, we're doing, uh, uh, what else? Case. Basket Case. Uh, we got... Uh, you know, Mystery Men, uh, Blade uh, for the anniversary nice. is coming up. The Truman Show and many more. CinemaArtCenter.org. Look for Cult Cafe on there uh, every Saturday night. And, uh, you know, it's get get to see some of these classics on the big screen. Uh, you know, and I make a free mix CD for every, every <laughs> screen as well. I base, you know, speaking of scores, uh, you know, they're usually chock full of the score uh, as well as other songs. Matt. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for that. Always a pleasure. And I just have some plugs on my end. Uh, if you want to catch new episodes of Under the Radar, uh, just check out Manhattan Neighborhood Network, Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern. Also, feel free to subscribe to the YouTube channel for Under the Radar and share that to your friends and whoever. Um, and I am just, uh, I'm very proud to say that I am now part of uh, SiriusXM. This is an incredible and I want to thank everyone uh, listening at home on your devices, what have you. And of course, Mr. Matt Roran, uh, my faithful guest critic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are awesome, sir. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are <laughs> awesome as well, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, always thanks for having me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So I'm Randy Younger. This has been Under the Radar, bringing movies and people together one frame at a time. See you next time. Take care.